high school has a Lissy Ryder. You know, the girl who's absolutely untouchable. She goes by many names, but you might have known her as the prom queen, the head cheerleader, the mean girl, the bitch. She was the richest and the prettiest with the blondest hair, the thinnest thighs, the hottest car, and she never let you forget it. Nothing made her happier than stealing your boyfriend just to see if she could. And she could, of course she could. She was Lissy Ryder. Hello and welcome. I'm Jen Lancaster and this is the One Dope Queen and Jen podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no. This is the, because Gina won't let me change the name. This no. is the Stories We Tell in Bars podcast. Now, our opening shot was a blurb from my novel, Here I Go Again, because it dovetails into our topic today, which is high school. Before we get into the happy hour of the show, let's say hey to DJ Lee Farmer. He is providing our music and mastering the mix. I would also like to introduce my dope queen podcasting partner, (laughs) Gina B. Hello, beautiful people. I'm not sure that I deserve designation of dope queen. Well, I'm not a dope queen. I just, (laughs) they're just doing really well on their podcast. They really, oh my God, they got picked up for a show, but that's a whole different story. Um, So anyway, so thank you guys for tuning into our podcast here at Stories We Tell in Bars. Let's thank everyone who's been listening to us, whether it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean, or iHeartRadio, or wherever it is that you found us. Like maybe in a dark alley somewhere. (laughs) So Jen, what made you want to discuss high school today? Because that was a while ago, and you're not exactly Little Miss Glory days. Yeah, that was was a long while ago, as a matter of fact. Okay, Mm -hmm. high school has been on my mind because on... um, on Tuesday, I spent a day at a high school, and it was just delightful. Aww. I was there. Um, this, this high school has a thing they call Writer's Week, and they bring in, like, over the course of three or four days, they bring in, like, a dozen writers and different performers, and the kids get to come out of class and hear them talk, and it was just such a positive, happy experience. So I did two presentations, and then I went and spoke to a creative writing class mm-hmm. with like the most precious kids on the face of the earth. I wanted to like stick them in my bag and bring them all home with me. It was, it was darling. And, and do what well with them once you got them home? Because <laughs> you'd be like, oh. Well, the, well then, I would, then I would release them. Um, but they, <laughs> the were, they were darling and I loved it. Oh, good. Okay, so now what were your presentations about? I did... Um, they wanted to know like what, what it's like to be a writer, how I got my start, any sort of advice. And I swore, I mean, I, I, I got to, I was allowed to swear and the kids thought that was fucking amazing because people don't usually get to swear at them. Cause I'm like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Not Kick pay my me? Ass? I mean, it right. was volunteer. Well, yeah, you, know? you do. Well, okay. And also it isn't like kids don't have some of the worst language right. I've ever right. heard. My goddaughter so funny. I was uh, in the car with her and I don't, I don't think she... I don't think she knows me as well as she thinks she does because <laughs> she slipped and said, you know, it's fucking, and then she covered her mouth Aww. and then she tried to, I was like, sweetie, it's okay. Auntie yeah. Gina drops lots of F-bombs. Oh yeah. Lots. All so, the time. All, all day. So anyway, did it make you nostalgic for high school just being there? It, it, it's such a different universe. I mean, I, I, I don't even think I had set foot in a high school for more than 30 years, but it still had like the same feel and the same smells and the same noises in the halls between classes. Uh, So it was, yeah, I guess it was a little bit nostalgic. It wasn't like I think, oh, high school were the best days of my life because I don't like anybody that that's of that mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, my question for you, I didn't I mean, I didn't meet you until, I was going to say you were considerably older, but that makes you sound old and then you would murder me. But I, I mean, I know some stuff about your high school experience. You would not say those were the best years of your life. No, not really. I mean, I, first of all, I went to a very small, small school, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it wasn't really all that much fun, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't think high school is fun for anybody except for a couple of bullies. Yeah, maybe. You know? uh, yeah, I, I guess so. I wouldn't redo it. A lot like of people some have... kid who's banging a teacher, you know? <laughs> no, like, not in a molesty way, but like a like a 17-year-old... Like a Stifler's mom kind of way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's probably not something to say is a great thing about high school. So really, I don't think it's... I think that if... if 
you think high school are the best years of your life? You have a pretty shitty life as a grown-up. Oh. If you if you peak at 16, it's all downhill from there. Well, I know some people that peaked at 16. Do you? I do. And they still believe they're there. And it's really kind of weird. Like, hey, did you go to that party last night? I'm like, no, I didn't go to that party last night. Now, and, and then don't get me wrong, because you know I will party with, with the best of them, but sure. I don't live to party like a lot of those people do. So um, anyway, so before we get too far into high school, let's update on, um, let's update everyone on some exciting news that we have. Okay. Uh, first of all, new fitness challenge started on the 2nd of April, which was this past Monday. And we have so many new entries. Oh, I'm so glad because yeah. it's such a nice group. Everyone's so supportive. Everybody, yeah. I just, I, I really like it. I haven't been able to look at stuff as much because I've got a bunch of different things that I'm trying to get done before I travel <clears throat> in a few weeks. Um, yeah. But I, I will dive back into it probably actually when I'm on the road because then I'll have lots of time between between things. You'll need lots of time because I'll tell you what, what's great about that group is it's almost like a runaway train in the sense that they're all communicating with each other and, and posting tips and it's actually super informative and I'm so proud that this is our group. I'm I like, love great. that. I love that. Tell people yeah. how to find it. Stories We Tell in Bars Fitness Challenge on it's, Facebook. Yeah, it's a closed group. You have to join and then... And then I have to approve you. Yeah. Ha ha. Sometimes I approve people, but usually yeah. you, you get to them all before I do. I get to them quickly. It doesn't matter. I, either you or I yeah. approve them. But it might take a day or so. But, you know, hold on. Don't, don't be like, well, screw you two. I'm going to get fat. I mean... <laughs> I mean <you laughs> no, can, people are pretty patient, which is awesome. That, that's neat. Now, yeah. the other big news is yeah, we are starting a book club. Woo! D- d- the same damn type of thing. Like, we've just had such... I don't... I don't, do you say success? We've just had such a nice time yep. with this fitness group that we've also decided what we're going to become influencers. When we talked last week in our podcast, we were talking about how there's lipstick influencers and cereal influencers. God damn it. I want to be an influencer. And what do I know more about than anybody? Books. Books. Specifically the books I want to read. Right. And what we're going to do in our book club, and we'll make the big announcement with the name because we haven't 100% decided on it yet. Um... Because all the good ones are taken. All of the good names are taken. They are. So It's hard to be creative like, in this. Because I thought somebody in the comments wrote like, oh, I look forward to our happy hour book club. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. No, it, that group already exists. Uh-huh. And I'm, they probably don't care if we compete with them, but I don't want people to end up in the wrong group. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, so we are going to, we're going to do fun books because here, here is my big fuck you to the current state of publishing. No one is putting out fun books. For some reason, they've decided that people only want to read serious things because the world is such a harsh place right now. No, that's exactly why people want to read books that are fun. We need a departure from all of the depression that we have to read about every single day. Exactly. So we figure what we're going to do is, um, you know, we'll do one book a month, but then everybody can make this their own runaway train and talk about any book stuff that they want and post Mm -hmm. recommendations. And if they want to come on and be like, put a post up like, okay, it's a book. It's red. It's about polar bears. What the hell am I thinking? Exactly. And we'll do that. We and can talk about that too. I think that that we can do it all. I think that this is going to be very exciting, and I look forward to be to being influencers. Fletch asked me, he's like, well, "What are you going to get out of this?" I'm like, "I'm going to get to talk about books." Right. What do you mean? What do I get? This is the fun. Yeah. It's the fun part of it. Exactly. If you don't do things just for fun, yeah. then I think you're losing in life. Exactly. Everyone's trying to monetize everything. And monetization yeah. is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'd like to monetize as many things as I possibly can. Mm. But some things are just like, you know, let's just have a good time. Sometimes you just do things. Right. Exactly. Know? So anyway, Jen, why don't you give the toast today and tell everyone what you're drinking? I'm having water. That's exciting. That's so exciting. It's not even fizzy water or anything? No. I, you know, I didn't get to Trader Joe's this week. Remember yeah. last week we talked about how yeah. you thought the Trader Joe's stuff was good and it I is. haven't it's been great. there. And I need to go there because I need some new wine. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. Well, today I am drinking a passion iced tea without the cane sugar syrup and just with two Splendas. And I also had uh, an Americano with a splash of heavy cream in the car. So I am all revved up. I'm surprised you like, made it here without having to go to the bathroom. I, you know, I am too a little bit. Yesterday, Fletch and I both had Americanos in the afternoon, and then we had soy sauce. And like 10.30 at night last night, we were like, let's run laps around the neighborhood. I bet. <laughs> you should have anyway, done that. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, today's toast. I'm going to toast to the darling kids and teachers I met this week at, where was I? Lakes Community High School in Lake Villa, because they give me hope for the future. Well, thank God, because we need hope for our future. I like that. <laughs> And with that, I think we're ready for our first break. So coming up, we're going to get into the binge. 
Regina B. here with my co-host Jen Lancaster, and this is the Stories We Tell in Bars One Dope Queen and Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're welcoming you back to the binge portion of our show where we are talking about high school. Now, your school was very different than mine. Can you tell people what yours was like? And you said a little bit about it, because first of all, your school was not free. No, my school was private. Because um, I grew up in the city of Chicago. Did you have to wear a uniform? No. Oh, that's good. I did not. But you know what? Now my alma mater actually makes the kids wear uniforms, and I don't know what came about because it's not a Catholic school. Uh, it's I'm not a parochial school. I at just all. did you see the look that just came on my face? Yep. Look out the window. It's fucking snowing. It's oh. April. Come on. Say it is not so. It is snowing, people. That just shattered our day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did snow a little yesterday. Oh, we had a lot of snow yesterday yeah. when I woke up. It was, yeah. But anyway. And I'm sorry. That That's just okay. made me really sad. It's real time. It's real time. This is how we do here. Yeah. <laughs> Stories we tell in bars. But anyway, so my school was um, super small, super small private school, but it wasn't like pretentious private school. Um, I, I guess this is... Would somebody who didn't go there think it was a pretentious private school? People have perceptions of private school before they actually enter. Did a it have school ivy on the walls? It did. Yeah, there you go. But <laughs> that's because people weren't gardening properly. No, I don't know. But there were there were some ivy on the walls. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I, I just recall everyone being kind of down to earth and cool. Uh, there are some private schools in the city that have a reputation for not being that way, and ours okay. was ours was pretty laid back. I think. How did your Did you pick it? Did your family pick oh, it? Oh did... hell no. My mother picked that school when I was in utero. Oh, my God. Because she was fearful. She wasn't from Chicago. She didn't, she doesn't have any, she didn't have family here. Yeah. So she's like, I'm not putting my kid in some public school. I don't know anyone. So I need to put her or this little being, because I don't think she knew that I was a girl, in whatever school that's going to have the most supervision and the most parameters. Wait, were you there K through 12? I was there K through 12. Oh my God. Yes. I was fighting to get out of that school for high school because a lot of my friends left and went to other schools. And I was like, um, I'd like to be down with that. I think I just dinged. Was that I your never phone? Dinged. I think I did. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Who was texting you? I can't imagine because Lumanati's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Could they bring one over? Because that would be awesome. Okay, Text I'm them back. Tell them that uh, we want pizza over here because I always want pizza. But anyway, so yeah, so that was my high school. So being in a class of, I think I graduated in a class of 29 students. Hmm. So that means, as you might imagine, no big football team, no, no big any team no we we saw the same people every single day so there wasn't even the thrill of walking through the halls and seeing somebody interesting that you don't know like when you changed to go to classes how many other people were in your classes or was it all 29 of you in every single class every single day like nine ten people in each class so the problem i mean well from a parental standpoint the good thing is your kid gets lots of attention yeah. the bad thing is your kid gets lots of attention oh yeah like, no i didn't want all that attention in school like you couldn't um, just sit in the back of your geometry class your sophomore and year and, chill. And, and pass notes to veronica hiding the entire time no you couldn't you do, that do that because the teacher would be like um lady would yeah. you like to you know share what the contents of that no i don't want to share now, you are still friends with some of these guys, though. I am. I'm friends with, and I don't, we don't do reunions. Right. Because I talk to pretty much anybody that I want to see mm-hmm. from school. There are a couple of people who I don't necessarily want to see, and that's fine. There are a few people that I, I might like to see, but they yeah. don't really participate. But for the most part, I have a group of about six people, six, seven, which is a meaningful percentage of a that's class of 29 huge. that I still, you know, kind of converse with on a pretty regularly hmm. pretty, pretty regular basis and now with the beauty of facebook yeah now we all are connected and we feel like um you know we feel like we yeah see each other all the time now how about you you had the antithesis of that experience oh, yeah. how many people were in your class uh there were there were 500 kids in my class oh my were 2,000 kids in my school it was the county seat i mean so it was huge and the thing that i always think that is so significant about huntington north high school in 1985 is my senior year there were 40 girls that were either pregnant or had had children that year <sighs> so we did not have a planned parenthood in town um apparently not as 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 you can tell. And we also didn't, I think, have a great human biology teacher. <laughs> that's my guess. Um, that, that's my guess. But it was just your typical 
American high school. Um, football wasn't as big as basketball. Okay. Our auditorium held 8,000 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was big. I mean, basketball was a big, big D. I mean, Indiana. Um, but it, there wasn't anything significant or interesting. And I think that's why every time I see, like, a good show about high school, like, oh, I get it. Now, as for um, people that I'm still friends with, like, actual friends, one person. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Carol. You know Carol. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I, I keep up with her. But there's a few others that I've, like, become friendly with on Facebook. Like, oh, we were all class of 85. And I'm sorry I didn't know a lot of them better in high school because they've grown up and live, like, nice lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and that yeah. makes me happy. Although one guy who I went to high school with and then college with, I just I just unfriended him because he's he's a he's a nice guy, but he's, he's super churchy with Jesus. And they were, there was like some church that he was really mad at because they allowed gay marriage and he was off on a tear. I'm like, you know what? Homophobia has no place here. I'm done listening to you. Bye. But I didn't flounce. I just quietly. Just sort of quietly. So now I don't get my prayers for the day. (laughs) Damn. You know. I, you know, I feel like there are a couple of, of people, one specific person who I felt kind of bad. Well. I felt bad for a little while because yeah. I, I didn't think that we were as nice to him as we could have been. Yeah. Um, were we bullies? I don't, I don't know about this bully label, but you know, but then found him on Facebook or he found me on Facebook mm-hmm. and I realized something. He was a little shit then and he's a little shit now. <laughs> what, what did he do? Oh my God. He was so annoying. Like now I've had to block him on Facebook. This oh, is what wow. he did. This is what he did. So he friended me on Facebook and then he also, for some reason, friended my cousin who lives in North Carolina, who he would never, ever need to know. I have no idea why mm. she accepted his friend request, except for she saw that he was a friend of mine. Okay. And so he's, she's like, oh, this is just some friend of Gina's who... And then he, I guess, started instant but messaging her. when did he do her. that? Because that used to be the big thing in like 2009, 2010. Like, oh, you know this person? I'll meet this person too. I and mean, that's how Facebook used to kind of work. Well, it was about three or... Three years ago. I mean, it okay, wasn't yeah, even no, that long ago. We weren't ago. doing stuff like that. No. And so I guess he started asking her a lot of questions. And a about lot of herself, questions. About you. Well, some about her, but then I guess a lot about me. And she's like, are you trying to stalk my cousin? What is wrong with you? Because she's like, she <laughs> is not the one. Wait, which right? cousin is that? Her name is Charmy. Okay. Yeah. She lives in, yeah, you haven't heard about her. She's hilarious though. Um, so she's not the one. And so I guess she sort of snapped on him and said, you know, if you're stalking my cousin, cut it out. Even though yeah. I, I don't think we got as far as stalking, but she was uncomfortable with a lot of the questions he was asking. And so yeah. then, she didn't share this with me, by the way, I found out when he IM'd me and said, oh, you must think a lot of yourself. What? I was like, what are you talking about? I have no idea, because I have literally never exchanged any messages with him, period. Like, except for, hey, hey, how are you? Fine, bye. (laughs) And I was like, I think a lot of myself. And I'm thinking, is he reacting to some post? Did I say Uh. something that seemed offensive? And so I said, well, what are you talking about? And he said, well, uh, you accused me of stalking you. I'm sorry, what? And I said, I have not seen you in so long, why would I accuse you of stalking? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. See, that's the said, Steve Buscemi character in Billy Madison sitting on his bed, crossing out names of his enemies in lipstick. See, that's, and, and that is some insane shit. Yeah. So then he says, it was either you or your cousin, one of the two. That what? That accused him of stalking me. And so I had to deconstruct this. I'm like, my cousin, what are you talking about? So then I had to check his friend list to see that he was friends with my cousin because she hadn't yet defriended him. Yeah. So I reached out to her and I was like, what's the deal? She goes, oh, that little weirdo that you went to school with apparently was asking all these questions. So I asked him if he was stalking you or something. I was like, oh, okay, that, that now. Okay. Well, it doesn't really make sense, but it makes more sense. But if you go Locked to the person who done. actually, you yeah. know, like stalked you. And so then I just sort of left him alone. I thought I'd blocked him. Mm-hmm. And then he read some article that I wrote and he decided he'd IM me with some comment. And then he, I I don't know. It, he, this I is am why you didn't eat lunch on my table, bro. See, this makes me not feel bad. Yeah, no, the, about, that was the right thing. Because, I, you know, I had pretty good 
people intuition, I guess, even in high school. So yeah, I well, felt pretty good about it. Now, now, here's my question, the whole private school versus public school. Mm-hmm. The kids who are like just the rock stars in your school, are they still the ones who are setting mm-hmm. the world on fire? Or Because I'm just trying to figure out if it's, if it's a private and public school difference. Um, because the people who peaked in high school are definitely no longer peaking in my instance. So socially... The people who peaked in high school mm-hmm. are still there. Mm-hmm. Academically, the people who peaked in high school are also still doing really well. We well, had a lot of smart kids in our class. Some of them, several are doctors. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was talking about the social. Oh, like, socially? Academically, that's, that's, that's kind of your job. <laughs> yeah, see, so, yeah, it is your job. Socially, you know, do we have a lot of standout people socially? I mean, everyone was pretty cool, but there mm-hmm. wasn't who you describe. Like, we really didn't have a... Lissy Ryder. Oh, see, like our school was big enough, um, and there were enough kids that there was like the A crowd, the B crowd, the mm-hmm. C. You know, that like we had we had a distinct hierarchy of who could sit on the cool chairs in the commons at lunch. Guess who didn't sit there? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I was in a group of cooler kids, but none of us mm-hmm. were like, ooh. Yeah, She's I think so it was cool. probably too small, and you knew each other too well. Exactly, because once we, you go to school with someone from when you're age of five, I mean, you're not. Yeah, there's no mystery there. Because we, you know, started off in a bunch of different grade schools, and then a bunch of different junior highs, so there were just new people all the time. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have that. We had. We were always interested to see who the new people would be oh, coming bet. in, like because they stuck out like. Sore Did you have thumbs. exchange students? We did have one exchange student. We had one from France. Because that was exciting. Yeah. And I felt sorry for her because she was just trying to fit in with all of us. And we were all really nice because she was French. She was in my class. I I I was, you know, a French speaker. So... Um, she would help us along with our French, and she Me. was very nice. And I would, wait, wait—they put the French girl in French class. Well, as kind of, um, t- <laughs> yeah, doesn't that, that makes no sense, right? <laughs> she better have gotten with an A. those of us who had AP French. So okay. now, keep in mind, normal classes would be 10, 11 students. Right. AP is like four students. So it was basically like conversations. So she would sort of help us out with our conversational okay. French. So she's like, so I had to come to motherfucking America to, fe- to teach these assholes my language. That's great. Thanks a lot. I know. It kind of sucked for her a little bit. But yeah, it was. <laughs> I never really thought about it that way. But yeah, that was kind of shitty. Okay. Um, Another yeah, question cool, for you. Yes. Looking back at your high school career, is there anything that you would have done differently then? I would have tried to transfer. No, um, I, huh? I participated in sports. We didn't have a great sports team. Mm-hmm. You know what? I might have been a little more persistent with my parents to go to a larger school hmm. because I think that would have helped me. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I do appreciate my my high school experience. Yeah. But I do feel like there were a lot of things that I missed because it was so small yeah. and, and kind of boring. Like when we gave a school party, if two people didn't show up, it was significantly less fun. Mm. Prom, no fun. What would you do with prom for that few kids? We combined it with the junior class. Like two, what, oh, like you want to hear a nightmare story? 25 couples, Let maybe? Let me tell you a nightmare story. So... I was not on the prom planning committee because I had not planned to go to prom. Okay. Because I, you know, I see you people every single freaking day. I don't necessarily want to see you dressed up and going to prom. I don't care. Right. So I guess they'd planned some band that backed out. Oh. I get home from school. My mother says, oh, looks like your dad's band's playing your prom. (laughs) I was like, are you, what? Are you serious right now? (laughs) So... My dad's band played the problem, and because he was playing, I had to go. <laughs> so not only did I have to scramble to get a dress, I was so I was so mad. I was just fuming because the class president went behind my back and called my father, and he played prom. <laughs> you want to hear something kind of interesting? My dad's band also played my mom's prom. What is that? How she met him? No. He, they, they deconstructed this later because my dad was quite a few years older than my mom. Right. And when they started talking about proms and just sort of comparing notes in her high school because he knew her older brother, uh. as it turns out, he played her prom and she didn't notice him because thank God at the time she shouldn't hmm. have. But yeah, 
Isn't that crazy? So yeah, nightmare, nightmare story. Yeah. I had to be at Brom with my father present. <laughs> because at least he wasn't your date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he may as well have been. No, he actually, he might, my father is very non-invasive and very hands-off. Your he's, dad is the coolest cat on the face of the earth. He's very cool. You could do worse for a prom date. I could have. My microphone is slipping. See, we're having it's microphone their, problems. They're loose today. Yeah, they're they're a little loose. Here, just, just tighten it up a little bit. There we go. He's having finger strength problem today. Yeah, I guess he's having some dexterity <laughs> problems. No, I guess if if I looked at it, um, if I could do anything different in high school, I think I would not have been so. I don't want to say exclusive with my group of friends because that makes it sound like we were cool, but I was not open to new people. I was not open to new experiences. Mm-hmm. I was just very closed. Um, and I think everybody in our school was like that. So if I could do something different, that's probably what I would do. And uh-huh. just the the thing that made me think about that is it goes back to our opening shot um, with, with Lissy Ryder. The, the book is about a high school mean girl who <clears throat> she comes up on her 20 year reunion and she was the, you know, the queen of her school and she starts you know, Google stalking all of her classmates Mm -hmm. and sees that all of the people she was terrible to are doing great in life. And she's not. And it bothers her. So she figures, okay, I'm going to go to this reunion and I'm going to hook up with these guys and they are going to hook me up because they owe me because I'm Lissy Ryder. And what ends up happening is it becomes a time travel book where she goes back in time and she decides to right the wrongs with the people that she had, you know, she had done wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the and book. It's yeah, it's my favorite. That's the one that that got three starred reviews, which is just real. Not on Amazon. I have more than three stars on Amazon, but like publishers, Weekly, Booklist, and Kirkus. So I think um, three I think stars. It, I got starred reviews from all of them. I've never gotten a starred review before. I've never oh, gotten. Oh, I was thinking you since. were saying three or five. I'm like, no, it deserves no, no, more no. than three stars. Oh, you got a star no, review. No, no, star review is is really it's a really big deal. Um, and so that's never. Never happened before. And I got the whole idea for it because Fletch was in charge of planning. I don't, I think it was. His, I remember. Oh, yeah. His 25th year reunion. <laughs> and it was just such a Charlie Foxtrot that all he did was talk about it. And it got into my head. So I, that book actually came to me in a dream. That's great. Yeah. yeah. See, I love that. Yeah. It's a good book. I love it. If you guys haven't read it, I suggest you do so. Thank you. Because uh, it is really. Thank you. Now, do you have any like really great high school stories? You mean aside from my father playing my yeah. prom? Because I don't. I feel like my life began in college. Yeah. I can't think of, besides that, which was my senior year, the only thing that I can point to in high school that was interesting is I learned how to cut class, which was Never actually- Never class in high school once. Never. Which was so strategic on my part because, <clears throat> I know, I was doing the same thing, I- uh, I realized that if you got to school late enough, now mm-hmm. mind you, there's like five people in my high school, right? So sure. when you get, it's you stick out like a sore thumb if yeah. you're not there. So if you got to school like, you know, 8.15, mm-hmm. it was after the tardy list had been circulated okay, or absent list, but before they called your parents mm. to say, uh, yo, where's Gina? She's not in school. Right. So I would get there around 817. And that way the teachers weren't sure if I was in school or not. (laughs) And so because I was on the absent list, then I could just like, I could just stay in the student lounge because we had a pretty cool student lounge where we had a TV (laughs) and we had like vending machines and we had like a little girls lounge and stuff or couches. I would just go chill. I didn't do it very often, but I figured out it was, you know, I figured out how to do it. I almost, we haven't dinged each other in a long time. Like when we, when, when someone has a pretentious <laughs> asshole moment, we get a ding. I'm dinging you for a girl's lounge in your high school. Oh, well, we it was had the toilets. That's what we had. Well, okay. And they were It was short. a privilege to be in the girl's lounge. And it was an upperclassman privilege. So there was a girl's lounge. But now you have to think about, I went to a private school that was an old, old school. Yeah. So. Nothing was new and contemporary and pretty right, cool. Right. Everything was just sort of like old brick buildings, casement, windows. Yeah. Like there was, so it was a girl's lounge and it sounds a lot more luxurious than it was. Although they did put couches and stuff down mm-hmm. there to try and make us as comfortable as possible. Yeah. So when you ding me, I don't think you're, you're 
getting their full picture of what that yeah. thing was. But we had to have some luxury, right? Yeah. <laughs> my my only big, like the one, if someone's going to say like, oh, tell me a story about high school. Well, I'll tell you the story of my junior year where um, Carol and I, we had a friend named Missy mm-hmm. and she was pregnant and we did not know it. Like, <gasps> Until we when? were until about eight and a half months oh my into it because we were so naive did she and know so well I, I think she was in denial for quite a while um because like she was just just really pretty girl and all of a sudden she started wearing baggy clothes and, <laughs> and she started getting heavier and we're like oh wow missy you're getting heavier she's like oh yeah yeah i stopped smoking oh okay i stopped I guess, smoking yeah i'm like i guess that's what it is and then finally my mother who um my mother saw missy she's like that girl is pregnant i'm like what are you talking about she just quit smoking and my mom's like she's pregnant um you know she was she absolutely was pregnant um and i don't even think she told her i don't even think her own mom knew until she was about eight and a half months along wow okay so then what did she do with the baby she kept it so did she her kids in her 30s and then over the summer this is sad because this is not a not a happy ending story um she died over the summer and i don't know how missy yeah i don't know how but but carol and i spent like a whole afternoon texting back and forth like telling nice stories about her because there was no like she had her older daughter and then you know years later she had kids who were just you know much younger it's just it's sad that is sad. I don't think we had any teen pregnancies in my high school we that we know of. And, you know, here's the thing. We were all super, act- like, we were activity kids. Ah. And you grew up in a smaller town. Right. So when you grew up in the city of Chicago and you're activity kids, your parents keep you so busy ah. that you don't really have time to sneak off with little Johnny behind yeah. the, you know, you're, you're just, you're not having a whole lot of sex because you, you yeah. can't get time by yourself. Right. So... It's, they used to have open lunches, but they couldn't have open lunch so people go off in their cars because kids were just going off and getting pregnant. So we we had see, we were gonna walk if we went to Pizza Hut we had to walk. Oh, see our parking lot for the students who drove was right behind the school building, mm-hmm. so no one's in the car having sex because you could just basically look out the window sure. and survey every single car. Yeah. It's in the parking lot if you if you were that interested, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, that was the, we we really just didn't have. I mean, we had you know we had a lot of teen sex, but yeah. people were not. If they got pregnant, it never came to fruition. See, I Let's didn't put it that know way. kids were even doing it. I had no idea. Like just the, this is the innocence that you get when you spend every Saturday at Speech Beats and every day after school in the newspaper office. It's it's just it is not a hotbed of teen sexuality. Absolutely. So, so I guess the the <laughs> I guess the the theme should be keep your kids busy. Yeah. So they won't be all yeah, fucking. Because yeah. it wasn't the activity kids who were getting knocked up. No, the activity kids Mm-mm. don't get knocked up. It's the kids who have a lot of time on their hands yeah. and no parental supervision. Exactly. Now, so. he- here's something that I think is interesting. I yes. think it's interesting how well Hollywood has been able to capture the whole high school experience mm-hmm. in, in certain films. Uh, I went to Ranker and I came, I saw a list of the, they have of the top 10 best films about high school. Now, number coming in at number 10. Easy A. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, that's really good. It's really a love letter to the 80s because in it, um, Emma Stone mm-hmm. is, uh, she, she talks about Jake Ryan. There's like a lot of John Hughes oh, flashbacks. Mm-hmm. It's a girl who pretends to be a slut and because it helps her reputation. It's darling. Okay. Number that's nine. Cute. Have you seen Dead Poet Society? I have. Oh, Captain, my captain. That just makes me so sad now that Robin I Williams is dead. I loved Robin Williams. I mean, just, yeah. Yeah, I saw that film some years after it came out. I, I loved it, though. I saw it when it came out, and I thought it was phenomenal. Okay, number eight, Dazed and Confused. I don't think I know that one. Who's in that one? All right, all right, all right. You've never... That's Matthew McConaughey's first role. He was just some guy that the director met in a bar in Austin and was like, well, I guess I'm going to put him in this movie. It is... Matthew McConaughey is Was he this showering guy. then? He's been, well, he's... He always looks no, dirty he, to I don't, me. No, not really. Yeah. But he had like great, great 70s hair. And he was he was out of high school, but he, said, he had the best line, something like, you know, I get older and the high school girls just stay the same age. It is wonderful. I'll have to check it out. It's I haven't seen it. wonderful. That. Okay, I'll okay, check number it out. Number seven? Heathers. Now that's a cult classic. That they were they remade it and it was about to come out, but then there was the school shooting and they're like, not so we're much. gonna hold off. Yeah. We're gonna hold off possibly forever because the the Heathers in in the new show like one 
they were all like alternative kids. Like one mm-hmm. was a big girl. Uh, I think there was a gay kid and there was something else. Um, but they were still the bullies. And I, people are just like, no, we're, we're just going to pretend this never happened. Yeah, well, that, the original, I, I'm glad that remake didn't come out because the original is such a cult oh my classic God, with Winona Ryder. And I mean, you know, it was just such a mean, dark. Yeah. I love a dark film. Oh, yeah. It's Joanna awesome. and I saw the um, the musical at this little theater. The musical was great. They captured what There's was so musical? great. It was like this very low budget musical, but it was great. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it if you say okay. it's great. Coming in at number six, um, I connected to this one a lot. Election, have you seen that? Oh, with Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Tracy Flick, was yep. that her character? Yep. yep. I remember that. There were bits of Tracy Flick in me in high school. I didn't quite have her ambition, but just the the, the rigid, uptight, let's blah, blah, that, that was me. Uh-huh. Again. I can kind of see that. Not in the A, B, or C crowd. Right. <laughs> the right. D crowd. Yeah. Number five, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's another film. I saw it a while after it came out, but then I, I totally, um, totally loved it. It well, yeah, how could you not? Spicoli and my time and your time and all that. Yeah. With the pizza delivery to class. Sean Penn should have stuck to that instead of writing. Yeah. Have you, oh, well, what is the name? Isn't it, First of all, it, the title of that book is a disaster. The, there's nothing about it that isn't a disaster. Bless his heart. Yeah, yeah. It's Somebody yeah. needs a hug. Someone needs a lot of hugs. Okay, I number four. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was like, that car. I was like, oh, my God. What have they done to that okay, car? Okay, what's interesting about that is I've been doing a lot of, I mean, we've been in screenwriting classes together, and I've done mm-hmm. more stuff since then. The hero in Ferris Bueller's Day Off is not Ferris. It's Cameron. Yes. Cameron is the one who takes the heroic journey. Cameron and I just read about that, and like that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. Yep. Ferris was just the, the a vehicle exactly yeah exactly okay number three mean girls of course you gotta love mean girls wasn't that based on new trier yeah that what so. happened it, it it was at new trier i mean okay. they, they even filmed it at new they trier. filmed it there number two uh, one of my all-time favorite movies clueless oh my god i love which is really um you know that that story dates back right yeah so that was really, a jane austen yeah it's what is it emma i think it's emma yeah yeah it's emma and that is Probably the only thing that I can appreciate that Stacey Dash has done. Well, she pulled out of the congressional race. You know why? Because she's clueless. That's why she <laughs> went into it. No, seriously, she's an idiot. Um, she's still pretty. Yeah. Well, you know what's really funny? I think there's so many men that she was on their list. And the minute she started opening her mouth and talking about her politics, she fell <laughs> off of the list. I think she was yeah. on Lee's list for a while. And she's just like, no, she's I can't with yeah. her. But I loved Loved the movie. I, I will still periodically watch it if I see it. And I'm not really a movie it's rewatcher. It's still funny to me. It's still hysterical. You know, it, it's still it. And the number one, the, the number one best high school movie is Breakfast Club. Absolutely. And if it weren't number one, then I was going to put my fist through the screen <laughs> when I was looking these up. Now, why do you think that these all resonated so much? Why were they such classics? Just because they got it right? Yeah, I think that they probably all got deeper into the psychology of high school students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can see a lot of different, no matter when you watch these films, by the way, yeah. even if you pick up, you know, Ferris Brewer's day off today, mm-hmm. you know, those archetypes Yes, and they got the archetypes, right? Clueless. There are a lot of cute lessons to be learned there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason why Emma is also a timeless book. I mean, it, it follows the storyline so perfectly. And, and what, what Amy it. Hackerling did with that is she just made it a visual treat. Mm-hmm. I mean, just saturated with color and... And it, a lot of double entendres. Yeah. And there, so much of that film, I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't get the first time. Yeah. And when you watch it again, you mm-hmm. get it. And it's just, I don't know. I thought it was such a, a rich film. So, yeah. So there's been great television about high school, too. Um, Television as opposed to movies. So let's look at the Teen Vogue list of the best series about high school, shall we? Okay. One that I love that introduced an an actress that I absolutely love to death, My So-Called Life. That was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Claire Danes got her start, and I'm a big, big Big Homeland fan. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I just feel like that is her character grown up. Yeah. You know? Yep. Because she even had the shitty sister in it. Yeah. 
I mean, it was just such a great. And and then there's no. Okay, so let's go down the list. Here's something that I did not watch, which is Boy Meets World. I think that was a little young for us because I never watched Boy Meets Girl either. Boy Meets World. Oh, that was one with Topanga in it. Because I think yeah, it was I on guess. a few times. I don't know. I I don't know. I, didn't know. I just it just wasn't even remotely appealing to me. Yeah. Um. Then there was, of course, 90210. I choose me. Which <laughs> Donna Martin graduates. I mean, that I totally was iconic. About that. Yeah, that was iconic. I just, that was, you know, Sharon, Shannon Doherty. Well, um, what was so great about that show is that they had 30-year-olds playing teenagers. <laughs> yeah, which is actually Luke Perry, who looks a little crazy right now. It's like you could screw a hat on his head. I just want him to get Botox. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. He's in uh, Riverdale. I know. That's where I want to screw his hat on. Yeah, I hadn't. I, I just started watching Riverdale recently, um, which is a little weird. Freaks and I Geeks like I did not watch. Freaks and Geeks was great, and everybody who's a huge star now was in it. I mean, Seth, Seth Rogen, um, Jay Baruchel, the the guy with the glasses from Silicon Valley, oh. Busy Phillips. Um, th- you know every single person in it, but they were teenagers. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, Jason Siegel, like everybody was in it. And that was Paul Feig, who's one of my favorite, favorite writers. And then he became, then he went into TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, that was a phenomenal show. And that's one of those shows in our screenwriting classes where they have a study the show's Bible, just like how well that universe was constructed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, some of these I need to bone up on, but here's one that I loved to death, which is Veronica Mars. I'm a marshmallow. I, oh my God, I love that show so much. Fletch loved that show, and he doesn't like anything. I think Lee loved that show. Yeah. Yeah, Lee loved so that when show. When they had the Kickstarter a few years ago, I gave them a lot of money. I remember. Didn't you get, yeah. like, what did you oh, get? I got all sorts of, like, signed posters and T-shirts, and and I, I didn't... I didn't at first give the right amount because I was I was supposed to get Kristen Bell following me on Twitter for a year and and I I didn't do the right thing and then I'm like oh let me give you some more of the like no we're good like, oh Aww, okay. missed out on that one I didn't care I I I was a love shipper you know the oh oh yeah that was it was just such an amazing show no yeah. it was really now the next one I have to say I did not I had to dig in the crates I'm well not digging in the crates but I just I wasn't a I wasn't a big football person. Yeah. And so therefore it didn't didn't appeal to me. A Friday Night Lights. It was a phenomenal show. Was it? It was so good and so dramatic. It was it was actually too hard for me to watch. Huh. Because it, it was just so freaking poignant, and then I was at a I didn't a realize book that was about high school with the guy that actually wrote the original like novel that it was based on, uh-huh. and he was such a fucking blowhard that I'm like, well, now I'm done watching the show. <laughs> and, you I know, never it saw wasn't it. him that was writing the actual show, but like, just shut up, you're done, goodbye. Yeah, I so. never. I maybe I'll have to like, you know, I will have to dig in the crates and check it out. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. It really is. I'll have to try it, but I don't love football, so that's why it didn't really appeal eh, to me. It's it's you'll get it. I mean, it's, it's... I'll try. It will resonate. And the last one is... it. The last one... You know, here's how I discovered this show, I have to tell did you. Did you watch it when it was on? No, no. Oh, my God. I did not see this show until Sex in the City. <laughs> and then someone said, she's from Square Pegs. I was like, I don't know what that is. Square so Pegs, Square Pegs, w- Square, Square Pegs. I'd like it if they like us, but I don't think they like us. Someone I mean, I knows still the, know whole... the whole theme song. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is, it's. it was just along with that whole, oh my God. Like, because kind of. it had the greatest character ever, which was Muffy Tepperman, played by Jamie Gertz, because uh-huh. that's who I was in high school. Oh, you were, you were Oh there. my God, you morons. I mean, it w- that was me in high school. That was oh. me with big hair and plaid pants and the and the just telling everyone how they were doing everything wrong. Hilarious. So uptight, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I didn't. I I had to. I I was. I had to like kind of go back, and it was kind of difficult to find. I remember when yeah. Sex in the City came out, because people were saying, "Oh, Sarah Jessica Parker's come a long way." Yeah, she has since since then. I was like, "Oh," and so then I, I went and I found it. And but she, it was so her hair cute, was, and it was so relatable back then. <laughs> Her hair was puffy and glorious and huge. Well, she had those like bangs, and then she wore those glasses, yeah. and she was she was a little bit of a mess. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I that's mean, those our, shows our list. Were such a launching pad for so many stars. Yeah, they were. I mean, so many stars. 
Yep. So I like that we got to see them during their awkward time, too. Yeah, that's helpful. And with that, it's time for a break. We will be back to talk about the science of why high school seems to stay with you forever in our last call segment. Welcome back to Stories We Tell in Bars with me, Gina B., and my co-host, Jen Lancaster, along with our special guests. Who are our special guests? The ghosts inside of our head. (laughs) The ghosts of high school days past. I like that. Are our special guests. Now, we don't have special guests today, but we're going to finish up by discussing the phenomenon of the reminiscent bump. I don't know what that is. Is that our special guest? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not the baby bump, which is what I thought it was initially. (laughs) Um, No, that term comes from an article from Dr. Frank T. McAndrew in Psychology Today. His theory is that the strongest memories of our lives come from things that happened between the ages of 10 and 30. That makes a lot of sense. I think that that is why college is so vivid for me. I mean, like, I remember every minute of my freshman year, whereas I do not know what I did last week. (laughs) Honestly. Well, because college was exciting. Yeah. And there's reasons for that. Exactly. And and you don't... I think that the first... uh, There are a lot of firsts in college. And firsts are always memorable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why. I think. But anyway, he says our memories are so vivid because of the primary collision between the evolved psychological mechanisms needed for success in the old hunter-gatherer, coupled with the modern institution of the high school. Yeah, again, I have no idea what that means because I did not go to a good school, a good private school. <laughs> All righty. In hunter-gatherer days, groups stayed together generally for their whole lives. Like your school. Like, like my school. <laughs> So how you were perceived at 18 was a pretty good indication of how you'd be perceived later in life. You established who you were when you were young, and that was pretty much it. I am so glad it's not that way now. I don't, the world does not need me like I was at 16. Although I'm going to tell you something. Those people that I was talking about earlier who peak socially, they're the same, except for they're older now. And they're a little more pathetic. But anyway, so in the days of early man, if people thought you were a loser at 18, they'd pretty much think you were a loser at 40 as well. So you'd have no ability to change perceptions or move to a position of prominence. And I think that would suck. Think about it. Like you, you wet your pants once during a big hunt or something. And for the rest of your tribal life, they'd call you like, Tinkles with wolves or something, you know? <laughs> like Bill Gates would have never happened back in the hunter-gatherer days because you know what no one was giving him any respect. Although I'll tell you what, there was this guy that we went to high school with who I believe was caught whacking off in his dorm at an oh. all-male school. And so I think that if you ask certain people about him to this very day, they'll say, oh, wasn't that the guy that they caught whacking off? I mean, like, it's still, it's <laughs> oh, still that poor guy. there. It still follows him. That poor guy. I know, and that's sad. <laughs> super sad well because i'm clearly i'm sure he was the only one at an all-male school who would ever do that too right he just is the one that got caught yeah do you put a sock on the door when it's yourself <laughs> okay that you was put, funny you, you put the sock laugh, on just... something else oh. <laughs> see this is what see, happens that was when funny. i have too much caffeine <laughs> okay anyway so who would people imagine you would be if they had to base their perceptions of you when you were 16? Because me, Mocky Tepperman. Wow, that's a really great question. I was thinking about this too. I don't know. I think I'm probably the same, close to the same. I'm still sarcastic. Yeah. I'm still relatively gregarious. Yeah. I still like the good party. I mean, I'm... So- I guess I'm probably still the same way. I, I just am a lot less quick to escalate. I'm probably a little, um, well, no, I'm a lot less emotional. Um, yeah, so I, I, I have become a better version of what I was at 16. Well, here's always been my theory. I feel as that, I feel as though people don't change, their circumstances change. Yeah, so yeah. I'm still the same person as I was at 16. Right. I just have a little more information now. Yeah. And my circumstances are different in that I don't live with my parents. Sure. Anymore. And I can make my own decisions. You live and across I make my own. the street. I live across the street from my dad. <laughs> I put him But that there. was choice. Dad. I know. Okay. Now, <laughs> I saw a really interesting article by um, Jennifer Senior in New York Magazine. She said um, there's scientific explanation for why it can feel like you never truly leave high school. And in her report, she says that um, the times that you I 
the times when your identity is in transition, you store memories better than when you're in times of stability, which makes Mm. sense why I don't remember last week. Mm -hmm. Apparently, this (laughs) has something to do with the development of your prefrontal cortex, which is seriously a bit sciencey for a public school kid to understand (sighs) beyond prod strokes. (laughs) And I'm just trying to like get you to ding. And again, that is because I went to a shitty high school. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not buying it because I know perfectly smart people that went to private school and public school. So Mm -hmm. it's all about what you make it. It's all about what you take from it. Anyway, so the other thing is you have more dopamine in your brain back then than you will at any other time in your life. Huh. Or dope for some people, but dopamine yeah. for what purposes of this, for this article. Um, you never get back that intensity. So I think that's why you feel things so hard. And I'm not really sure I miss that. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't want to ever feel anything that hard again. And Mm-mm. let's be honest, nothing interesting or exciting or important was happening to me. And I still felt things so intensely. So it's I, the end of the world. Yeah, it, exa- everything was catastrophized. Mm-hmm. So let's just be glad it's over. Mm-hmm. High school is behind us and we never have to go to a reunion if we don't want to. And I probably never will because... It's just, at this point, not interesting to me. Um, so I want to end this with a really great quote from Kurt Vonnegut. He, he wrote that high school is, quote, closer to the core of the American experience than anything else I can think of, end quote. Hmm. I well, like that. Yeah, I like it, too. I, I think it's probably pretty accurate. That is a good, um, that is a good mortarboard cap to put on this, ser- this, this series, this episode. <laughs> this episode. All right. So with that, with that, this has been Stories We Tell in Bars with Gina B. and Jen Lancaster. Queen and Jen. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's on that dope queen thing. Um, thanks to DJ Lee Farmer for mastering our mix, and we're delighted to be broadcasting again on Stitcher and Google Play and iTunes and Dark, uh, alleys. dark alleys. And do us a favor. If you like what you hear, please do rate us on iTunes because that will help other listeners find us. If you would like to really find us, uh, if you want to know more about Jen, visit her at jenlancaster.com. You can keep up with me at imginab.com. Please email us at storieswetellinbars at gmail.com because we do love mail. Mm-hmm. And participate in our challenge at Stories We Tell in Bars Fitness Challenge. And follow our social media pretty closely because we're going to be making the formal announcement of our book club pretty soon. And picking our first book. Yes. As soon as we come up with the name I for know. the club. And, and then we're getting together close, the Facebook though. graphic. And Anyway. Um, oh, also, I wanted to say, if you want to send us free stuff, I feel like we are open to that. We are so open to it. <laughs> I love free shit. Now, speaking of being jerks. Uh, the ding total today, just you. Just me. I earned the ding. And I think ding. that I unfairly earned the ding, but mm. that's okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. We'll let the audience decide. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> now, they always do. You don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here.